Memoirs of a Victorian Detective. During the early part of 1885, my time was divided between working alongside my friend and mentor, Inspector Murder, and undertaking private tuition with Detective Davies of Scotland Yard. It was shortly after completing a course in undercover surveillance that the truly life-changing events of the case of the covert assassin came to pass. Evening, only me. How is every... What on earth? Ah, Laura, welcome back. Did you enjoy the course? I did. Luke, why is the agency covered in dust sheets? We had to call a decorator in. Constance made something of a mess in the kitchen yesterday. Then why is the hallway being decorated? It was quite a large mess. A large, fiery mess with four legs, big teeth and a meat cleaver stuck between its shoulder blades. I thought we agreed she wasn't allowed to cook curried goat anymore. The RSPAC took out a court order. You mean the RSPCA? No, they formed a splinter group. RSPAC. The Royal Society for the Protection of Animals from Constance. Where is she now? In the office. And she's got a surprise with her. It's not turkey surprise, is it? You were supposed to confiscate her baster after last time. I have no fear. You'll like this one. That's what she said to the turkey. I've been waiting for you and the inspector to get home so I could show you both together. You won't believe it. Where is the inspector? On a case? Quite so. Shortly after you left for your training, a crime wave hit the street. The inspector's been on the trail of the culprit morning, noon and night. Take a look. He's been hiding all day. Bet you can't guess where. He's behind that street lamp. I see the surveillance course is already coming in handy. Who is it he's after? He's on the trail of a notorious neighbourhood cat burglar. All right, you thieving little wretch. Time to bring you into the yard. Yeah, what have you got to say for yourself? You remorseless bastard. Wait, where are you going? Don't run off. I, I caught you fair and square. <laughs> good, good doggy. <laughs> oh! Nearly had him that time, Inspector. Luke, fetch the emergency sausages to distract the beast. No can do, sir. You ate those for your breakfast. Then play some music to lull it to sleep. Alas, my piccolo's at the menders. Where's Constance's hunting rifle? R.S.P.A.C. It's good to be home. Unbound Theatre presents Inspector Murder Inspects, created by Dario Knight and Gareth Johnson. Episode 1, A Witness. Bad luck, Inspector. You'll get him next time. I thought you said there'd been a crime wave. There has. One perpetrated by a cat. We're not dealing with any commonplace moggy, Laura. That furry little schemer's nothing short of a terrorist. It stole his favourite pair of Argyle socks off the washing line and then besmirched them. You mark my words. I'll bring that feline felon to justice. Have you tried tempting it with a saucer of milk? That's brilliant. Look, fetch me two pints of the white stuff and our sturdiest saucepan. That little horror's got a rapacious appetite, but a will lure it in. Later, Inspector. I've got something to show you and Laura in the office first. It's a surprise. Oh, no. Not that sort of surprise. Oh, good. Come on. You won't believe your eyes. Inspector, Laura, say hello to Constance and our special guest. Borada. Christ, all my little lambs. Sweet Jesus, there's two of her. Summon a priest. No, Inspector. This is Gladys, Constance's sister. 
Nice to meet you both. And you. Welcome to London. Luke, why the blazes would you let another member of her family in here? Haven't we suffered enough? No need to fret, Inspector. She's lovely. Nothing at all like Constance. I heard that, lab rat. You never told us you had a sister, Constance. It must have slipped my mind. Oh, don't be so miserable. She's always been like this with family, haven't you, Connie? <gasps> What's the matter? You called her Connie. Nobody ever calls her that. They say the last man who did woke up with his left buttock missing. Legend has it she uses it as a pincushion. Of course, that could just be bumkin. You're all loving me on. Grievous bodily harm. Little Connie Cupcake. Never. Cupcake? Right, that's it. You've met Sergeant Softshaft and his mates now. Sling your hook. I'll do nothing of the sort. I'll get it. It might be the parts I've ordered for my latest experiment. So, Gladys, uh, how long will you be staying in London? Oh, just for a week or so. Connie's been ignoring all the letters I sent asking how she was getting on, so I'm here for a proper catch-up. But you mustn't worry. I'll sort myself out with a boarding house. Too right. Piss off, sis. Constance! Gladys will be more than happy to put you up for as long as you like. Will you join us for dinner? You must have so many stories about growing up in Wales with Connie Cupcake. Watch yourself, Laura. The veins on her eyelids are starting to throb. You're playing with fire. He's through here. We've another visitor, Inspector. This young lady would like to speak to you. I'm so sorry to bother you at this hour, Inspector, but um, I didn't know where else I could go. Goodness, you, you, you mustn't worry about that. Please, take a seat. Constance, make yourself useful and get some tea. Are you sure you don't want me to do it? I know how to make tea, you sycophantic nipple splat. Yes, but Mum always said your tea wasn't as nice as mine, though, didn't she? I'm surprised anyone could hear her with her nose rammed so far up your sainted Jaxie. Stay here! I'd better keep an eye on her. They've only just finished scraping the entrails off the kitchen ceiling. Now then, Miss... Vaughan. Adelaide Vaughan. How can we be of assistance? I... I'm not sure I can say. I've been so frightened. Oh, don't you worry, my love. You're safe now. These nice folks will fix whatever's troubling you. Here, have my hunky. Thank you. Do you think we could do a swap and send Constance back to Wales instead? I'll start making inquiries. <laughs> Uh, now then, uh, Miss Vaughan, what is it that's troubling you? I, I work as a clerk in a post office just off the Crompton Road. A few days ago there was a break-in. You must have read about it in the newspaper. Indeed. As I understand it, the criminals are still at large. They didn't have whiskers and a furball problem, did they? I'd just arrived to open up as they were running off. One of them was climbing through the broken window. I saw his face and and then he saw mine. Oh, dear. He had to run. The alarm had been sounded. I gave his description to the police. But then the threats started. What threats? Rocks thrown through my windows. Carriages trying to run me down in the street. And I'm certain I'm being followed. He'll know I've reported him and now he's trying to... Trying to... Oh, God. I'm sorry. You've nothing to apologise for. Anyone in your situation would be distressed. Have you reported the attacks? The police said there was nothing they could do just to 
be vigilant. But they still haven't caught him. Don't worry. Gladys is right. You're safe with us. You must stay here tonight and then we'll see how we can help with the police investigation. You can take the spare... Oh. It's all right, love. I'll find that boarding house. I'll just grab my things and make tracks. No, Gladys, I I insist. You must stay in my room. I shan't have need of it. (laughs) Not with that conniving cat burglar still on the streets. Laura, why don't you show Miss Vaughan and Gladys up to their rooms? Then I'll resume my hunt for our mewling malefactor. Your what? Best not to ask. It's what we in the trade call a um, cat and mouse investigation. This way. Fear not, Miss Vaughan. All will be well. Hmm. Cat and mouse? Of course. Luke, come quickly. I've got a plan. Here we are. As luck would have it, it seems to be about the only room not splattered in goat's blood. Beg your pardon? Nothing. The bed's all made up. I'm guessing you haven't got an overnight bag packed, so we'll sort you out with a toothbrush and a flannel. Thank you. The last few days have been such a dreadful blur, I've not been able to put one thought in front of the other. I keep waiting for that man to turn up again. I know it's easy for me to say, but you really mustn't worry. You can stay with us for as long as it takes. There's no harm that can come to you whilst you're here. Try and get a good night's sleep, and in the morning, Luke and I can go with you to pick up whatever you need from home. The inspector knows officers at Scotland Yard. He'll find out everything he can about the robbery, and then we'll help them catch whoever's responsible. You have my word. You really are kind. I felt so silly making such a fuss of it. You were right to find help. It's what we're here for. I've read all about you in the papers, of course. You fought that smuggling ring at London Zoo last year. It must have been thrilling. Oh, it was. And ironically, it had one of our lowest animal mortality rates. And the Lord Buckshot murder. That was you as well, wasn't it? Actually, according to the Times, that was solved by an unidentified freelance investigator associated with Inspector Murder. Heaven forfend they reveal a poor, simple woman had figured it out. Until all this robbery business, I'd always wonder what it might be like to do your job. It seems so interesting. Now I think I'd rather stick to being a clerk. Oh, it's not always so dangerous. But it is interesting, in more ways than one. When we put your case to bed, I'd be happy to show you how we go about things. Really? You'd let me tag along? I'd like that very much. Oi, girly! Get down here! It'd be nice to have someone rather more balanced to talk to for once. I'd best see what she wants. Make yourself at home. I've a spare nightdress you can borrow for tonight. I'll bring it once I've dealt with Constance. Thank you. You're welcome. Look, Connie, there's no need for this. You made your bed, now you can piss yourself in it. What is it, Constance? I need your help dealing with this snooty bitch. Constance, she is your sister. I'm so sorry, Gladys. Don't worry, love. She's always had a filthy mouth. Fucking well, haven't. What do you need me for? Gobshite says she's better at singing than me. And your objection is? Voice of a cockin' angel, I have! Nonsense! Everyone knows I'm the singer of the family. Lies! I was the one they got to sing a solo in church! They let you in a church! They put her on at the end of the service to make sure everyone left good and quick. What's this got to do with me exactly? We're having a sing off! That'll prove who's got the best pipes! You can tinkle on the ivories, can't you? That's not... Just bang out this tune and we'll soon see who sings it best. Gladys? 
Fine by me, love. Right. Get playing. Speaking of cats, where did the inspector get to? Inspector, I'm not usually one to question your methods, but are you sure this is going to work? Of course it will, Luke. The plan is flawless. We lure the cat out into the open with a big, tasty mouse as bait. And then, when it's close enough, we trap it. But why do I have to be the mouse? Because I haven't got time to run around hunting for a real one. And you had your own costume. It's for the musical I'm writing between science projects. I thought that was about shoe shiners. I've added a fantasy sequence. Titchy Jim, the boot buffer, eats too much cheddar before bedtime. He dreams of an entire chorus of clog-dancing mice and joins them for the Act 1 finale. Nibble my cheese like you mean it! Yes. Going back to the plan... You sit in this exact spot, looking all mousy and tasty and helpless. Then, when the pesky furball pounces, I'll activate the device to trap it. About the device, sir, it looks a bit, well, convoluted. Nonsense, Luke. It couldn't be simpler. (laughs) Once the cat has been lured towards the bait, I start turning this oversized crank handle. The crank sets the wooden cog mechanism into motion, pulling back a spring-loaded paddle. When the paddle is released, it hurtles forward and slams into an old boot I've suspended from a nearby gas lamp. The boot swings up and kicks over the bucket on top of that rickety, freestanding staircase. The cannonball inside the bucket rolls down the stairs and along a twisty bit of guttering, at the bottom of which is a metal pole with a stone carving of a hand fixed to the top of it. The ball jolts the hand, setting a second, larger cannonball, sitting on a precarious platform just above the metal pole, into action. The ball drops off the platform, through a tin bath with a hole cut in the bottom, and onto a seesaw. At the other end of the seesaw is Mr Baker from next door, who is standing ready in his bathing costume. He is then catapulted through the air and lands in a wooden trough filled with water. This dislodges a metal cage balanced on a ten-foot pole attached to the trough. The cage falls, lands on the floor, and traps our elusive Moggy! Now, what's so convoluted about that? Couldn't I just pick the cat up when it comes near me, sir? I suppose. Shame to let Mr Baker down, though. I mean, he's been wanting to show off that new bathing costume for weeks. Do you think the stripes are too daring? What was that? It's the Moggy! Get it off! Get it off! That's it! We've caught the blighter! Uh, Sorry, Mr Baker. It seems we won't be tossing you into a bucket after all. Oh. Constance! What? We don't live on a 
my breakfast whiskey. <gasps> There's someone at the door! Curly! Science man! Oi, Inspector Merkin! Get the door! Answer it yourself, Constance. You're stood next to it. Bossy bloody know-it-all. I'll show her. What do you want? I've come to do the decorating. You're not the one who was here yesterday? Nah, he's had a nervous breakdown. They found him in the shop whispering, make her go away, over and over. What a wimp. All I did was show him my party trick. You'd think he'd be impressed. There's not many that can crack a brick in half with just their own... I'll make a start if that's okay. Suit yourself. Come in. Stripping in the dining room's the first job, I think. I tried that once, but they didn't like it. Unsightly, my ass. I meant stripping the paint off the wainscoting. Whatever. Just get on with it. It's through there. <sighs> Not another one! What? I- I- I'm so sorry to disturb you. Apology accepted. Now where did I leave that hip flask? What now? Uh, uh, hello, my dear. I'm Mrs. Simpkins. I I live just over the road. I'm looking for my Fluffy. Have you tried asking your husband? Well, he's not seen her for days. The last marriage for you. I wondered if you might have spotted her. Not unless you were at the Crimson Club last Thursday. I've got a photograph. Uh, Perhaps you'll recognise her. Uh, She's white with a little black smudge on her tail. Look. Oh, it's a cat. Well, that's an anti-climax, so to speak. If you see her, you will let me know, won't you? Is there a reward? Oh, I'd give anything to have her home again. Deal. Hmm, who do I know with a moggy? That kid next door's got a rabbit. I could give its ears a trim and paint it in the right colour. Ah! Oh, cool your boots, Connie, I'll get it. Your flask's in the kitchen. Perfect. Good morning. What can we do for you? I'm with Jensen's Courier Service. I've got a delivery for Dr. Recluse or something. Recluse? He's down in the basement. Do you need a hand bringing it in? If you don't mind. Right you are. Oh, oh it's a hefty one. <laughs> this way. Morning, Gladys. Uh, morning, love. Uh, just helping with the delivery for Dr. Recluse. Bless you, that's very kind. Have I missed something? I heard shouting. That'll be the dawn chorus of the damned. Nothing to worry about. Did you sleep well? Yes, thanks. First time in almost a week. Come down and get some breakfast. I'm sure the inspector's already on the trail of whoever it was you saw robbing the post office. All right, you thieving little reprobate. I know what you've been up to. You may think you're made of stern stuff, but you'll be a puddle by the time I'm through with you. I want a full confession, so start squealing like a canary and singing like a pig. Take over, Luke. I need a glass of water. Listen, I know this is tough, really I do, but if you can just give him something, he'll start going easy on you. We can stop all of this if you just admit you did it. What do you say? It's no good, sir. Even the good copper, bad copper act won't work on this one. Damn. He's as cunning as a badger. Are badgers cunning, sir? Morning. This gentleman's got a crate for you, Doctor. My new generator! Here. You're not from the manufacturers. 
Nah, they said they was too busy to bring it themselves. That's not like them. Still, uh, at least it's here. Let's have a look. Oh, has it definitely got the modified fluctuator I requested? Didn't say. Oh, but the valves have been lubricated, haven't they? No idea. Hmm. We'll just have to hope it's in working order. I'll leave you to it. There's a stack of pots and pans needs washing up in the kitchen. Breakfast's on the table when you're ready, gents. Gladys, that really is kind of you, but you're our guest. Oh, it's no bother. I like to keep myself busy. Not like Connie, sitting around boozing all hours of the day and night. Are we certain they're related, Lou? One can only assume that when Constance was born, the apple didn't so much fall from the tree as land in a passing wagon speeding hell for leather into the next county. Right. If you're happy with this gizmo, I'll make a move. Don't you need me to sign for it? Oh, um, yeah, probably. I ain't got the paperwork, though. I'll, I'll check the cart. You couldn't take the empty crates with you, could you? Sure thing. Slap-dash lollygagger. I hope he's not damaged it. What's this thing for, anyhow? You remember that lie detector I've been working on? Y- yes. Well, the power generator kept burning out, so I've ordered a new one. This little beauty will keep her running for hours. A lie detector? Perfect! <laughs> we can use it on that fiendish nerd you well over there. I told you to give him what he wanted, puss. Wire it up, Luke. I'll teach the little git to steal my best pair of socks. Nobody befouls my footwear and gets away with it. Apart from Constance. Ah, Watkins. Morning. Message for you, Inspector. Excellent. It'll cost you, though. How much? Threepence. I'll give you a halfpenny. Fourpence. A penny. Sixpence. Bloody hell. All right. Here you are. Much obliged. Here's your message. Damn it. What's happened? It's from Detective Davies. He says he's already paid Watkins and not to give him anything. See ya. Is that all he had to say? I sent a message last night asking for him to arrange witness protection for Adelaide. He says resources won't stretch to it. Not even with a guard on the door to keep watch whilst she's here. No matter. We'll just have to be alert. This is quite the spread. Don't get too used to it. I suspect this is Gladys's doing. This plate looks like mine. Was yours a scrambled egg? Yes. Smells delicious. <laughs> ah, sorry to disturb. I'm here to make a start on the redecorating. Do you mind if I... Be our guest. Much obliged. Bit of a late start, I'm afraid. Seems after the doors of the boss left behind yesterday, I've gone walkabout. Luckily, the housekeeper of yours had plenty to spare. That was handy. Wasn't it just? Her prices were a bit steep, but needs must when the devil drives. And boy, does she drive. Well, don't mind us. We might as well start. The inspector and Luke could be a while. Much obliged. So, have you always wanted to be a detective? Ever since I was a girl. My father was a policeman. Not that there were many crimes to solve in our village. Most of his cases were just chasing after the local lads who'd been caught scrumping. He must be proud of you working in the city. Mm, What about you? Oh, I've dreamed of being a post office clerk ever since I saw my first envelope. (laughs) I suppose I just... I find the way people behave really fascinates me. I always want to know why they do what they do. What motivates them? What moves someone to break the law? In my experience, it's either fear, anger or greed. Or in Constance's case, I suspect it might just be boredom. (coughs) 
What is it? That's not water, it's turpentine. What? I wonder where that had gone to. Why the hell was it in a drinking glass? Don't look at me. I thought someone had pinched it along with the tools. Adelaide, are you okay? I think so. I I just need some proper water. Here. I'm sorry, miss. Truly, I would never have... Go and work in one of the other rooms, will you? Yes, of course. I really am sorry. It's fine. It is not fine. You could have been... poisoned. Laura? I need to speak to the inspector. Stay here and lock the door behind me. Don't open it unless the inspector, Luke, Gladys or I ask you to. What about Constance? There's a tranquilizer dart and a blowpipe in the bureau. It won't knock her out, but it'll at least slow her down. Don't worry, I'll be back in a minute. One final tweak to the input linkage and... It's connected! Excellent work, Luke. Now, let's see what Puss in Boots really knows about my missing socks. Not so fast, Inspector. It needs at least five minutes to calibrate before it can be used. Oh, but I want to play with it now. Oi, Inspector Testy Tickler. I want words with you. What's the matter? Goody Two-Shoes Gladys has done the washing up. Oh, how kind of her. That's my job. You hate doing the washing up. She hasn't done it properly. She's used soap and water. That's what you're meant to do. No. Every time I wash your knife, fork and plate, I scrape the food off and coat them with a thin layer of laxative. They're not supposed to be clean. They're meant to make you cack yourself. She's spoiling my fun. Inspector, something dreadful's happened. Oh, don't worry, Petal. I'm still lacing his coffee with them. It's not a total write-off. Someone's tried to poison Adelaide. What? There was paint stripper no glass left on the dining room table and she nearly swallowed it. Good grief. That robber chap really means business. Yes, quite the formidable mind. He's cunning, all right. Cunning like a dormouse. A dormouse cunning? It's got to be this decorator. Where did we find him? I saw the company's advert in the newspaper. But hang on, we employed him before Adelaide arrived. Yeah, but the bloke here today ain't the one who was here yesterday. Says he cried off ill. What if that was a lie? Of course. The rotter who's after Miss Vaughan could have followed her here last night. Then seen the decorator on the way in, stopped him, knocked him out and taken his place. But Miss Vaughan saw the man who robbed the post office. She'd have recognised him if he was posing as the decorator. Maybe the man upstairs is an accomplice. We know there was more than one robber involved. They must be helping cover each other's tracks. We need to question him. My lie detector's nearly ready. Just in time. You don't need that claptrap to get the truth out of someone. Give me a locked room, a wicker chair and some sandpaper. I'll soon have him screaming. You mean you'll have him talking? Depends. Would you be having a polite chit-chat while someone was making wood shavings out of your bollocks? What the? Upstairs. Something's wrong. Quick! There's no bugger here. Someone's knackered the sideboard, though. Who's going to clear this lot up? If only I had a housekeeper to see to it. Why is the empty packing crate still lying around? Honestly, you can't get the couriers these days. It's not empty. Adelaide's inside. Good grief. Is she all right? She's breathing. I I think she's been knocked out. What's all this ruckus? I heard the commotion from the kitchen. Gladys, where's the decorator? No idea, my love. I've been doing the washing up. Cocking up, more like. She's coming round. Don't move too quickly. You could be concussed. There was a knock on the door. I, I couldn't see anyone. I came to find you, but he jumped me. 
started to strangle me. I kicked over the sideboard to try and warn you. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. Of course not. We'll bill you for it when you're all better. What if the attacker's still here? You check the rooms upstairs. I'll cover down here. Right you are, sir. Laura, take Adelaide to Scotland Yard and ask for Detective Davies. I'll get the door. Oh, oh. What? The knob's missing. No, he's not. He's right here. Thank you, Constance. Looks like someone ripped it off the door. He's trying to keep us inside. We'll use the window. Good idea. Oh. It won't budge. Not with your piddly biceps, it won't. Give it here. Butter's ball bag. She's right. It's been painted shut. The cunning woodpecker. Are woodpeckers cunning? No sign of it up there, sir. Hello, what's this then? Headed out, are you? Get him! I'll do it. That's not how you knock someone out, you pansy. Straighten the arm, follow through. <laughs> now, if you get me a rolling pin and a coat hanger, I'll show you how to make sure he won't get up again. Luke, Constance, take him down to the lab. We'll use the lie detector on him. Laura, make sure Adelaide's all right. Gladys, see if you can get a window or door open. Uh, uh, where am I? Why can't I move? Because we tied you to a chair, Boyo. And now we can do whatever we like with you. <laughs> yeah! Get away from me! What are these things on my wrists? Those are measuring your heart rate. They're linked to this rather nifty invention of mine. It works out if you're telling naughty porkies. I, I, I don't understand. Tell us the truth. Why did you attack Miss Vaughan? What are you on about? Don't try the old cat's got my tongue routine. Meow. You keep quiet. It's your turn next. Now, come on, Sunshine. Why did you try to kill Miss Vaughan? I didn't. The truth. That or he's a good liar. Where's the real decorator? I am the real decorator. Why paint the windows closed? I'm, I'm not a very good decorator. Where's the knob? I told you, he's right here. It was an accident. I was moving the ladder and knocked it off. I was fetching the tools to fix it, I promise. All true. Mm, what if this hunk of junk's on the fritz? How dare you, madam? Since when has one of my inventions ever been known to malfunction? Actually, she does have a point. Let's take these cuffs off of him. Thank you. Here we go. Oi, what's your game? Now we'll see if it really can detect a lie. Constance. Are you secretly jealous of your sister Gladys? No. Needs more work, I fear. In the meantime, it would seem the decorator is innocent. I told you. So who attacked Miss Vaughan and put her in the packing crate? Oh, hold on. The crate? You said the courier wasn't the one you were expecting. No. They usually send a technician from the factory to help test the components. So he's the imposter. And he could still be upstairs. We must warn Laura and Miss Vaughan. Uh, uh, could you let me go now? Depends, Bethel. How much cash you got on you? It's not often you get to see the city from this angle, is it? Come on. We'll climb down the drainpipe and head for Scotland Yard. I feel so terrible. I've brought a maniac into your house. Well, you're one Welsh woman too late, and stop apologising, Adelaide. I promised I'd look after you, and I will. For as long as you need me to. Laura? We mustn't delay. Are you all right with heights? Uh, yes. 
Mind you, if we're going to run all the way to Scotland Yard, I wish I'd had a bigger breakfast. I know what you mean, even if it was... Oh. What is it? I've been an idiot. It wasn't the decorator. What do you mean? Breakfast was ready on the table, including the paint stripper and the glass. If it was all laid out before we arrived, how could the decorator know where you'd be sitting? I see what you mean, but if it wasn't him... It was whoever laid the table. Oh no. All right, my little doves. Gladys? Adelaide, stay back. Connie said you were the smart one, Flower. Got it all figured out then, have you? You were the attacker we heard. Bit of bad luck there. Nearly had her knocked out when she sent the sideboard flying. Had to scarf her back to the kitchen before you lot appeared. So you could pretend you heard the noise? But... but she's not the one I saw robbing the bank. Robbery's not my style, love. But knocking out the odd witness and flogging them on to whoever wants them silenced? There's money to be had there. And if you can't get a live one, then a corpse does just as well. Or even a name and address so they can do the job themselves. I'm famous for it. In certain circles, of course. But you arrived before Adelaide. How could you know she'd be here? I wasn't here for her. She just came along at the right time. Connie might not have replied to my letters, but I saw her name in the paper right enough after all that London Zoo business. My sister, working for a detective? Jackpot! All I had to do was pretend to pay my beloved sibling a visit, then nick all the paperwork I could find. Handy to have a relative in law enforcement, if you're in the business of blackmail. And selling people? Couldn't believe my luck when you came blubbing into the place the same day I did. Won't take me long to find the robber who's after you and name my price for handing you over. Or getting rid of you. Come here, Petal. Time to go. Adelaide, get behind me. You're not coming anywhere near her, you monster. Come off it, love. I keep telling you, I'm the best our family's got to offer. You think all those piddling little crimes Connie gets up to are bad? Ah, you've seen nothing. Is that a fact? Constance? Oh, piss off, Connie, love. Can't you see I'm busy? Don't mind me. I'm always up here when I need a break. Best bit of the entire gaff, the roof. Want to know why? Oh, why is that, cupcake? Only place big enough to swing a cat. Is that the perfect weapon? Cheerio, Gladys! (laughs) Oh my god! Have you killed her? No idea. No, 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 look, she's landed on the career cart. Oi! What are you doing in there? Swinging a cat. I could swing a lion, me. You, up there. I nipped off for a cuppa, came back for the crate and the door won't open. (gasps) I'll go and sort him out. Constance. What? Thank you. Meh. I've been wanting to deck that miserable cow for years. My pleasure. Well, at least that's over. We should... Oh, my God! The robber! He's found you after all. Quick, get inside. You're not leaving this house until he's in a cell. Get in! Wait, I think I can see him on, on the roof over the road. He's reloading his gun. Quickly, he'll kill you! 
tall, long beard, some sort of scar on his left cheek. Is, is that the one you saw? No, he, he was fair-haired. It doesn't matter. It must be one of the others. <laughs> Laura! I'm coming. At least now we've got a description to give to the police. A man who's one peg leg and a parrot away from being a pirate. I hope you're both hungry. Constance appears to be whipping up quite the feast in the kitchen. She's allowed to cook again, then? Well, it's been two weeks since the goat fiasco, and the decorating's all finished at last. Plus, she seems to be in a rather more balanced mood since Gladys got locked up. I should have realised it was her who planted the paint stripper straight away. It was obvious. I feel like such a fool. Perhaps you were a little distracted at the time. Yes. Yes, I think I was. Evening all. I've just picked up a paper and there's some good news on the front page. The villains who've robbed Miss Vaughan's post office have been caught. Excellent. That's a relief. Thank heavens. Seems a fellow named Blakely was the ringleader. I've not read up on the details yet. Let's see. Oh, hang the details. They can go on the fire for all I care. Thank you, Inspector. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> I'm like, I can't really take the credit. <laughs> but, but I'm not complaining. I suppose this means you're free to go whenever you please now, Miss Vaughan. Yes. I suppose it does. Not too far, I hope. Uh, indeed. Uh, I get the impression the two of you have become rather um, close companions over the last two weeks. Uh, and a, a rather fine pairing you make too, if I might add. Well, I... Miss Vaughan mentioned being curious about our work. And, well, with the discreet fee Detective Davies arranged after I handed Gladys into his custody, I... I think the agency finances would stretch to hiring an assistant to aid us on a case or two. Uh, Part-time, of course. Inspector. Really? You mean it? I can stay? It would be my pleasure. Oh, Inspector, thank you. I'll get it. I can't wait to start work. I don't believe it. Let's hope our next case isn't quite so close to home. I'm confident the two of you will make the perfect partnership. (laughs) I mean, professional partners. Not to imply that, you know, I mean, obviously, I would never suggest... Stop now. Okay. Still, it's a pleasure to be working with you, partner. I'm sure we'll make quite the couple. Inspector, this is Mrs Simpkins from over the road. She's she's come to inquire about her missing cat. Mr Baker said he saw you abducting my poor Fluffy and bringing her in here. Bloody snitch and his flashy swimwear. <clears throat> I can assure you, Mrs Simpkins, that Fluffy is safe and well. He... She. ...had a little accident on the roof, but uh, we've been nursing her back to full health. Right, grubs up. Who fancies a kitten fritter? Ooh. Does that happen a lot around here? Welcome to the team. Inspector Murder Inspects was created by Dario Knight and Gareth Johnson. It starred Alistair Sanderson as the inspector, Emily Pugh as Laura, Joe Pratt as Constance, and Andrew Faber as Luke, with Stephanie Hull as Adelaide, Erica Sanderson as Gladys, Watkins, and Mrs. Simpkins, John North as the decorator, Pete Benson as the courier, and Gareth Johnson as Mr. Baker. Music was by Kevin MacLeod and Matt Black, and editing by Gareth Johnson. It was produced and directed by Dario Knight for Unbound Theatre.